Health Podcast. I'm your host, George Wacker. In this episode, we're talking with Joe Mixon and Ginger Brew of Ginger and the Schnapps, a six-piece jazz band from the Lehigh Valley. Ginger and the Schnapps is a star-studded affair with Mixon on guitar, Ginger on vocals, Brian Bortz on bass, Dan Twadell on alto sax, flute, and soprano sax, Vernon Mobley on drums, and Patrick Kirsten on piano. We talk about how they formed, promoting during the pandemic, recording during the pandemic, their upcoming shows at Music Fest, their new album entitled Social Music, and how you can book them for your next event. Be sure to see them at Music Fest and check out our show notes for more information. And check out our live stream on August 7th. Even if you miss this after August 7th, you can go to our social media links in the show notes and you can check it out. Thank you to our sponsors, Burke Insurance Agency, Michael Bernadin with Howard Schaefer and Associates at Remax Realty, and VentureX. We're looking forward to a really fun music fest, and we can't wait to talk to more of the musicians and artists. So without further ado, here's Ginger and Joe from Ginger and the Schnapps. All right, guys. Okay. <laughs> Hello. We're getting uh, a little bit closer to Music Fest, so I'm happy to begin talking about music. And I'm here with Ginger and Joe from Ginger and the Schnapps. Yeah. Uh, and you guys, we're going to talk about Music Fest right away. Let's just get the dates Great. out there. So I know you guys have multiple dates. And with Ginger and the Schnapps, and we'll talk about the whole band in a minute, um, uh, it, an amazing jazz swing band. But you guys are also able to play, you know, some more intimate uh, gigs as Ginger and Joe. So what are some of the shows that you have? I know it's Ginger and the Joe and Ginger and Schnapps at Music Fest. So, to put on my my readers (laughs) here, um, August 5th is going to be us, the duo, Ginger and Joe at the Weiss Market. Well, technically that's the day before Music Fest, and that's in McCungy. Warming up. Yeah, it's getting our our vocal cords ready. August 6th is our first real official Music Fest date. It's going to be at Hotel Bethlehem, 5 to 9. That's Ginger and Joe. Okay. And then August 10th, Ginger and Joe, nine o'clock at night, nine to nine thirty at Leader Plots, and that's great because Leader Plots just move plots just moves them through, moves them through. So we're going to be one of many bands, and we got the nine to nine thirty slot. I think it's a pretty. Have you guys played? Have you played Music Fest before, Joe? Yeah, like in the past. Yeah. How is that? You know, as someone who I know you've been in the area for Mm -hmm. a while. Right. How is playing at Music Fest? I know how it is to watch bands. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. I mean, you know, it's like the biggest audience you're going to get here in town all year you know? is this something too you have a chance to, for friends who maybe haven't seen you play you've been asking them and you're like hey i'm right here yeah, you can't yeah. avoid us <laughs> yeah oh absolutely and it's you know it's just you know a really exciting time for the whole city and it's great to be part of it i believe hotel bethlehem we're going to be in the terrace room mm. oh nice so uh music fest no i take that back hotel bethlehem will have music in the terrace we'll be out front weather permitting and then i think inside if it rains yeah which is yeah and that's the spot to be because again we haven't last year was so we used to talk about this like people would complain about music fest and and 
like years ago. And like, what, you know, you would miss it if it was gone. And then it was gone. Right. For the mo- and we, I missed it. Yeah, really. And we did get to do it last year. They did a virtual music mm-hmm. fest. We were one of the few local bands. That we were lucky enough. They filmed us and broadcast it. And that was very kind of them. And now here we are back. So those are our two Ginger and Joe gigs. But mm-hmm. the whole big band, the whole six-piece band, August 14, Music Fest Cafe, 730 to 9. Okay. On uh, so that's the, the last Saturday night of Music Fest, mm-hmm. and it's inside, so it doesn't matter if it's stinking hot or raining. <laughs> and, comes and all of these links are in the show notes. So if you need to, if you're click. curious, just click and you can and find them. Uh, I want to talk about the band because it's fascinating to me. And you guys do. We, we'll talk about the record that just came out. Um, but the the Ginger and the Schnapps. First of all. I know there's some stories with the name of Ginger, but then also the name of the band. So can you talk a little bit about the Ginger name and then Ginger and the Schnapp? So I got red hair. (laughs) And before we started the band, I was with a vintage dance group called the Iron Rail Rosies. And we had to have stage names. We um, and we did dances like from the 30s, 40s, 50s. Like you would see in like the war film? Yes, and like Busby Berkeley was shot from above and they're making like a pinwheel (laughs) pattern and we needed stage names. So um, my husband's last name is Brew, so I was Ginger Brew. That was my uh, dancer's stage name. it worked great and like how do you how do you not use that name that name is terrific so ginger for the band and ginger snaps uh, like you know the little the little cookie now there already was a band named ginger snaps so we had a mix it up a little bit and you know we pennsylvania dutch little schnapps so ginger and the schnapps i think it works i <laughs> yeah. think it's more fun because everyone's like oh ginger and snaps i'm like no schnapps, no, schnapps. and then yeah. you go because oh, it adds that i get it so they have fun too yeah yeah a little little play on words i mean it's interesting to me because i mean and you guys are going to talk about this but you are comprised of some amazing musicians i mean yourselves as well how well, can we talk a little bit about how the band formed? How many years ago did the, the full band come together, and how did that happen? 2018, I guess, mm-hmm. was the whole band. The, the way uh, it got started, um, my, my husband and I went on vacation, and there was a band <laughs> playing in the restaurant, and they let you sing along. So I sang along, and they heard my voice over the, the crowd. So the band leader came up to me afterwards and said, we don't have a singer tomorrow night. You're staying here. Do you want to sing with the band? So I'm like, do I want to sing with the band? Yes, I want to sing with the band. So I did. And I was either really good or really awful singing with the band because I didn't know how to sing with a band. It okay. was a trained singer, but I didn't know how to sing with a live band. So the band leader came up to me afterwards and said, hey, you know, you were really good except when you were really bad. You need training. Like, okay. So I got back to the Lehigh Valley, looked up singing teachers online. The name Joe Mixon popped up. I knew Joe. Our daughters went to school together in grade school a hundred years ago. And the name, I remembered the name. So I called Joe. Joe, here's the deal. He tuned me up. And then I got tuned enough that he said, why don't you come to the jazz jam? He ran a jazz jam at that time at the Artisan in Bethlehem. You guys still play there. Still play there. And one thing led to another, and the guys in the band, in the, in the jazz jam, would play with Joe. I got better and better. Like, hey, you know, why don't we form a band? And we pulled it together. So was it the guys from, the other members of the band were also at the, the jam? Uh, everybody the but, but Pat. Everybody, Pat. Right. Uh, the house band was myself on guitar, Brian Bortz on bass, and Vern Mobley on drums. 
and uh, we had been doing the jam together about three years before this and um, we knew Pat from the PA Jazz Collective which yeah. is a an organization of uh, jazz musicians here in the Lehigh Valley and up in the Pocono region and um, Pat had just graduated from Moravian College. Mm -hmm. It's a great school. Where I'm an alumni. Moravian, yeah. Wait, wait, I have to correct you. It's Moravian University. Well, oh. that's true, but <laughs> I graduated from the college. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we got uh, Patrick to come on board. And Patrick I think, Kirsten. Yes, and I think the, the first performance was a loft. Oh, that's concert. right. Um, <laughs> we did salons. We, okay. we did a kind of private concerts and then we worked with some nonprofit organizations as, a fundraiser. we, as fundraisers yeah. we you'd like a fundraiser here's a here's a venue we'll be we'll play the you we'll play for you free for nothing to donate to your organization and that's how we mm -hmm. got our start and got our got our name out there and you talked about the jazz collective there's a and i did not know this until i met you guys and, and i've come to some of the shows but there's such a big jazz um culture or, or community in the area yeah. uh is do do you find that like do you go to other places and i mean you were doing a jam and other you go out and see different bands from time to time in the area as well oh absolutely and uh i've been advocating for years that the, the lehigh valley itself should be marketed as a musical destination yeah uh i mean i, I was just at a show last night that had who knows ten thousand people and you know it, it's it's amazing that I was home in 10 minutes too, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Pre-COVID, um, I used to tell people, I could take you out any night of the week yeah. and hear live music. Yeah. Multiple places. Um, and I travel a lot, you know, vacation and other things and spend a lot of times in other cities. And I don't find that hardly anywhere else. Um, I was just down in uh, North Carolina, Winston-Salem area. A little music, a couple times a week nothing like the volume we have here and and not like the the quality and i'm not trying to denigrate any musician who goes out there and puts their time into it but it's also the quality like when you are doing some of the the music that you're doing with the there are times when i'm watching and i'm like wow <laughs> you know like look at patrick play or you know watch brian on bass it's dan on the right dan it's amazing to watch some of these musicians individually and then think wow they're here for a jam just kind of hanging out uh it's just amazing to see that quality in the area as well because any one of the members of this band I, i'm assuming they've played on their own or, or have their own absolutely accolades that we could have our own podcast on, you know? exactly yeah, absolutely and they all have separate Sure. bands we're not the only thing they do we were just talking about dan uh, twaddell like i i follow his instagram and it's you know and that's you know it's fascinating as well to, to meet him and, and then see kind of more into that world of musicianship and he's an engineer so he yeah. brings he brings that skill to it so that's really yeah. fun as he takes his flutes apart and redoes his saxophones <laughs> Well, one I, and I mean this in the nicest way possible. You know, when you think of bands starting out, usually oh, you know, the twenty-year-old kids, the punk <laughs> bands. I just did a um, a podcast with two uh, great guys in their twenties, and they have a punk band in Allentown. It's fantastic. But I, I think it's also refreshing to like you guys will talk about the album, but you know, you're releasing new music. You're playing fresh, brand new music. Is that how? Talk about that experience. You know. 
You know, we're not 20. <laughs> well, well, some 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 actually, actually, that's true. Our well, band, has, our band true. has members who are in their 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, and dare I say, 60s. Well, that's, yes. you know, that's a very good point. Yeah. So we, we run, we have five decades of, of age. And frankly, I'm, I'm more towards the latter end of that no. spectrum of age. And you know, I don't really want to hear a 24-year-old singing about how hard life is and, and all their really rough experiences with life. You know, we kind of, we've, we've earned the right to do maybe a little more of that. Sure. You know, we can sing from a, a real place of legitimacy mm-hmm. on that. Uh, so I don't see anything wrong with being in our age group. And our musical tastes are refined. I don't think we fall into musical traps the way you might when you're younger. And right, you've, you've, been around, you've all been around the block. You know, we've right. been around the block in, in life and musically, so I think we bring a little, little sophistication, a little nuance mm-hmm. because of it, our maturity. And and that uh, translates to it. I gotta make sure I'm wrong, but that translates to like some of the songs, like Route 309. If anybody goes to one of your you know shows in the area and they've ever, and I think everybody's driven on that road. You know, when you're writing new music and you're having fun with it too, and to have that local spin on it is fun as well. That's a great song. That was Joe's idea. He's just like, well, we need a Pennsylvania version of Route 66. <laughs> right. And Joe grew up on 309. My husband grew up around Route 309. Brian knows it well. It's not far into us. So mm-hmm. it was really easy to come up with all the references to right. Route 309. And when, now we're going to talk about this. So it's, Ginger and the Schnapps social music, and again, uh, you can check out our show notes or go to mixandbrewmusic.com. Uh, this is all original music. All original yes. music. Joe wrote all the music, and then uh, the band members did all their solos, and I wrote all the lyrics. Did you record this during COVID? Or was yes, it last December. Yeah, yeah, 2020. And how was the, so you, you came in with the, the songs. Like how was the songwriting process beyond, because Joe, I don't even think we, we mentioned this. You're the guitarist. Right, right. So do you come in and then, is it, because I would imagine, you know, coming in with some sort of song idea in a, in a more, I don't want to say traditional, but yeah, like a, a normal a, time. A pop band right, right. is maybe a little easier. You're coming in with a, a song ideas for really well-established musicians. How does, how does that kind of work? Well, we had already played together as a band, and um, we had, uh, I think, a strolling we had done with the band pre-COVID. True. We had done a little bit, and then uh, when COVID hit, we really couldn't get together. Mm-hmm. So um, I don't. I I think during COVID it was a pretty normal writing process, but it was a very abnormal writing process for most folks. Mm-hmm. I would write at home in my studio, and I would just come up with a basic. Uh, set of chords on guitar, a little feel. We decide, okay, is it a little jazzy swing? Is it Latin? You know, general feel. And I'd send that off uh, to Ginger, and she'd kind of listen. Okay, that's good. And then I would write an actual note by note melody. So okay. I would write the vocal melody she's going to sing. All right? right. And then, okay, that looks good. Send it off to her. She would put the lyrics to it. And then All that right. would take. Manipulating sometimes, you know, there's too many notes, not enough notes, and all that. So the the tunes were really written uh, antiphonal. They weren't written in the same room. A lot of songwriters get together, bounce stuff. Sure. I mean, so this was one, then the other, that way. And I think that was pretty much the process on 
Just about all these songs, yeah. you know. And sometimes Joe would say, let's write a song about this, and here's the melody. Like, got it, okay, he gave me the theme. And then other times he'd say, here's a pretty melody. Oh, okay, and I'd come up with, oh, that feels <laughs> yeah, happy, we go that with feels it? sad, right. that feels joyous. And, and then I would just come up with the theme and the lyrics. You know, my favorite song is Drunk and Dreamy. <laughs> I, and I'm... I'm I mean, this is a compliment. I thought it was a cover at first mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. when I first yeah. heard it, and I, I'm, because I went home and I'm like, "Who sings that?" I'm like, I guess you guys do. We do. <laughs> so, how does it feel to be promoting a, a new record too? And again, you can if you look up Ginger and the Schnapps social music. It's on mixandbrewmusic.com, but also on Spotify and everywhere else, and, and you can download it uh, or stream it. How does it feel to be promoting? I mean, that's got to be fun, and we're getting back out. It's it's pretty amazing. I've not been a musician as long as Joe has been a musician, and I've been doing this for a relatively short period of time, and mm-hmm. here, I got an album? That's great. <laughs> my, my grandchildren, my great-grandchildren are going to be able to listen to this. Like, wow, Grandma was pretty cool. She made an album. Absolutely. <laughs> and, and, um, when we talk about playing, like, we talked about COVID a little bit, that was difficult. I know that like, we even, we did a stream together for the PA Jazz Collective. Yes. Um, not going too much into that, but looking forward, you know, you guys, if you go to your website, you just did like a gig at a winery, all, all sorts of different places. I mean, you're, you're still actively gigging and, and looking for stuff. and Yeah, things picked up for gigging, for all gigging musicians. Ask any of them. Mm-hmm. Um, this late spring, summer, fall, mm-hmm. uh, things have picked up. I don't know what's coming, but through probably through late fall, most musicians have... The Burke Insurance Agency is family-owned and operated since 1986. What else happened in 1986? Haley's Comet flew by, and that was pretty cool. The Burke Insurance Agency is located at 3446 Freemansburg Avenue in Bethlehem Township, and they represent Erie, Grange, and Progressive Insurance Companies. Tom and Kathleen are some of the nicest people in the Lehigh Valley, for real. They actually get to know their customers and care for them as if they were part of their own family. It's how a small business is supposed to be. They're also community-minded and support many nonprofits, which they are very passionate about. Give them a call at 610-691-3743 or find them on Facebook. Everything, again, is in our show notes. Don't wait around like Haley's comment. Call Burke Insurance today. Looking for a bigger home? Find Mike. Looking to downsize? Find Mike. Looking for a home in the Poconos? Find Mike. Looking for your very own bat cave? Find Mike. When looking to navigate the Lehigh Valley real estate market, the first move is to always find Mike Bernadin with Howard Schaefer and Associates of Remax Real Estate. He can help you build the right game plan to achieve all your real estate goals. Whether it be a home with 10 bathrooms, a home with a large garage to park your Tesla or vintage Ford Pinto, or just something perfect for you and your family, finding Mike Bernadine is always the best way to go. So, what are you waiting for? To make all your Lehigh Valley real estate dreams come true, all you have to do is find Mike Bernadine with Howard Schaefer and Associates of Remax Real Estate. I know, like, um, some of these songs, like you said, came from an idea. Okay, yeah. So uh, Prosecco was our... Yeah, uh, talk about some of the... Yeah, go ahead. ...answer to, like, Margaritaville. Okay. And Red Red Wine. And, you know, Tear in My Beer. Uh, right. There's a song, Two Pina Coladas. So there's songs about a lot of drinks. And Ginger's favorite adult beverage is Prosecco. 
And just that word, Prosecco, sure. is just right. a fun little word. So that just kind of asked for a cute little bouncy melody. And um, that worked itself out pretty well. We took it into the studio and something was missing. So we kind of went back and the inspiration came from, uh, you know, those Italian mambos, you know, Sophia Loren. And I went back and watched it. And she didn't start right off with the mambo. She had like a little thing she sang at the beginning to set up the story. Okay. So then we went back and wrote that little piece, that little preamble that comes before Prosecco. That's real dramatic, you know, she talks mm -hmm. about the, the history of Prosecco right. making. And then that sets off into a fun little song. Uh, just was thinking, oh, yes, uh, we say it's, it's and even having a cabaret-style jazz band, but if you listen to the music, like you, just, you talked about, there's so many different influences in there. I mean, I guess jazz band makes sense uh, to call it that, but can you talk about some of the influences you have and yourself as well? And My influences are pretty, I, I think, narrow for a musician. Great American Songbook. Okay. I was raised on the Great American Songbook. My father loved the, that kind of music, the big band music. My grandmother, when she was a little girl, like you know, 16, 17, she and her sister sang with a local big band until the very strict German mother found out. No, <laughs> nine, that ended. Mm -hmm. um, but that's the music I was raised on. I never listened to rock and roll. I didn't listen to country. It was really? Great American Songbook. And the lyrics are beautiful. My father was an amateur musician. My mother was a librarian. Her mother was a poet. So words were very okay. important. The Great American Song with great lyrics, just fun references and nothing is spelled out. It's all innuendo and it's mm -hmm. just clever. So that's where I wanted to go with the music. But Joe has a much broader background and that's where he came up with the great ideas like Drunk and Dreamy and then the Latin pieces. Yeah, and they, they all fit together in the big tent of jazz. You know, okay. Just if you said rock music. Okay. The, uh, yeah, the, so the, broad. The subgenres yeah. of right. rock music, there are too many to list. Yeah. Same way with jazz. I mean, you know, it's not just swing. That's certainly a component of it. Um, the uh, tune uh, En Vous Faire La Fay uh, came from wanting to do a New Orleans mm -hmm. traditional brass kind of piece. So uh, I think that's uh, street Cajun. Okay. It's what you'd think, like a second line band walking down New Orleans in the French sure. Quarter of New Orleans. It's got that that feel to it. Yeah, but I think it, it it doesn't exactly translate directly into French, but it's let's party. Kind of like New Orleans slang. You say, yeah, so <laughs> you, know, you know what uh, I mean. Yeah, um, and we tried to channel and really play and sound in that style, so that each tune kind of takes on the. Uh, its purpose or style. Like you mentioned, you know, like uh, Drunken Dreamy. Mm -hmm. We're definitely thinking uh, there's a, a typical music feel for these uh, these kind of slower ballads, and it's a six, eight times, so like, ba, 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 one, two, three, four, ba, dun, dun. So if you think of At Last, and uh, some of those kind of songs have the same feel. Mm -hmm. And Willie Nelson did a whole lot of songs with these kind of feel, like Nightlife, so we kind of tried to channel that style. And uh, that's another one where I think the, the lyrics are really uh, clever because it gets looser and looser as the song goes on, you know. And uh, at the end, you know, the vocals are 
all over the place and they, they, they sound drunk and the sax is wild. Right. And our uh, uh, recording engineer, uh, Jim McGee, when he heard it on his own, he said, you know, it's way too tame at the end. So he said he just grabbed a couple cymbals in the studio and started beating away on them, <laughs> yeah. you know, making it more sound like a Salvation Army band, just like wild right. and crazy, you know. And we ended up kind of keeping that in the final production. And talk about the, the title too, because I know with social music there is a, a kind of a, an idea behind that. Can you talk to that? So that was Joe's idea, yeah. um, based on a Miles Davis quote when asked about jazz. He said, "I don't play jazz. I play social music. Okay. Melodies in the air. Like what a great concept. Melodies in the air. So it's about listening to music, whether you're listening together in a live concert, whether." Uh, I'm listening on my headphones standing next to you in the subway on your mm -hmm. headphones, whether I'm sharing my music over social media with friends, but it's we're listening in a social setting right. to the melodies in the air. And so it doesn't have to follow any strict jazz rules because our, this music is eclectic. Our, our, our album is eclectic. Yeah, it's, it's also it's somewhat unfortunate. It's funny, I, I posted a picture at the show I was at. It was Nathaniel Ratliff and people oh, who sure. know him. Yeah, it was a fun show last night. And then one of the, somebody posted on it. He's like, they always get corny music there, right? So they're making fun of it. But it's, it's like unfair. It's like, you shouldn't, you shouldn't say, oh, I don't like jazz music, so I'm not going to go hear this band. Do you know what I mean? Like, that's what I like about Music Fest too, is if you kind of take the blinders off, you can walk into a tent and see and listen to music and go, oh, maybe I didn't think I liked jazz music, but I actually do. Because sure. I'm giving it a chance and I'm, I'm allowing myself to experience it. And I think the word jazz sometimes turns people off. They think of something very inaccessible. They think of something- Snooty a, a or tonal, like, Tonal, yeah. non-melodic. Mm -hmm. And ours is very accessible. Our melodies are pretty. Our solos are melodic. Um, our lyrics are clever so there's nothing off-putting about what we do we don't sit with our back to the audience we we engage the audience we we're glad yeah, you're, you're here you're a, fun, um, <laughs> you're a fun performance but number one because it's just there's so many things to look at i mean you know you're up front having a great time but then watching each of the individual musicians and then watching them play off of each other yep. is fun as well and that probably happens more at the jam than in a in a show, but it's it's really fun to be a part of that too. When you have the, the whole band out there in full power, our Ver, our drummer Vern Mobley is, is great, really an amazing drummer, and he and Brian will sometimes trade licks back and forth. The, mm -hmm. the bass player and the drum, you know, the drum will and then the bass will go, that's fun. And then um, the sax, uh, I have a high, I can I have some high range, okay. and I love to pretend I'm a saxophone sometimes, and he's going way up, and I try to follow him, and he can always get just a little higher than I can. But it, it's it's fun to, yeah, you play off the music with each other. And I don't know if you had anything to say that. Yeah, I was just saying, like, we were talking about, you know, jazz being a little uh, off-putting with people. Uh, there's a couple things to, to think about pop music, like when the Billboard chart started, mm -hmm. all the top hits were quote-unquote jazz tunes sure through the 20s 30s 40s and at least the first half of the 50s pop music was quote-unquote jazz music. Right. they didn't call all of it jazz you know and then um what happened in jazz uh right around world war ii and just after charlie parker and dizzy gillespie came along and uh 
revolutionized the jazz sound in a certain way, especially instrumentally, where if you know if we have a basic beat about this speed, most of the melodies kind of went dee ba maybe two notes or two uh, two syllables per beat. Mm-hmm. So Charlie Parker and Dizzy Gillespie came along and they doubled it. And they took the music to a new level of sophistication and artistry. But in the same point, turned jazz from pop music into concert hall music. So it became much harder to appreciate it without some kind of background. Okay. You know? So uh, the famous quote is by Louis Armstrong, who said, like, the first time he heard, you know, this style of jazz is called bebop. And some of our music has a little taste of that in mm-hmm. it, sure. And, uh, but he said when he heard bebop, he said, this is the most fantastic thing I've ever heard, and it's the death of jazz. Oh. Because jazz won't be pop music anymore. Because it's too, it's, and, right, it, and it's not dancing. more particular. Yeah, and it's not dancing anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's cool. Music has to evolve. You can't tell the music, okay, stop there, don't ever move, you know. Um, so jazz in that way sometimes gets gets pigeonholed a little bit. And then uh, when I talked to some folks and I said, mentioned about jazz, they go, ah, I don't know if I really like it. I said, well, you, you like Amy Winehouse? Oh, she's great. Yeah. I said, right. her, her whole influence is jazz. Sure. She's reinterpreting what she heard jazz people do. Oh, I like that. Well, I said, well, here you go. You like jazz. You know? But it's, I find, um, I remember, I was really being into alternative music, right, mm-hmm. in the 90s. But alternative music isn't what it is now than what it was then. You know? Right. And, and, it's, and you have to be open to that, which kind of leads me to my next question to talk about promoting yourself. Do you, do you enjoy having the ability to do all the online streaming and push it that? Is it easier or are you more focused on you want to get it? I'm just trying to get your background on the streaming because it's fun that we can do this podcast and I can literally say click on here and they can be listening to your music the second that they're done listening to that. That's great. Yeah. Right. yeah. That, that, <laughs> technically, that's, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how all that magic works. Yeah. Uh, but yes, it's, it's amazing that that's out there. Right. Especially just to be able to share stuff with people quickly, and it's also the accessibility because you know, with the internet at this point, to get anybody's attention, yeah, there's so much going on. So it's nice to be able to do that. It's nice to be able to also promote your, your album through it. So, and we've got a new project coming up that, um, so Joe and I are going to. Memphis, Tennessee. We're going to go okay. to Sun Studio. Ginger and Joe. Ginger and Joe. Okay. We're going to the, the, the like the Sun Studio. Yes. Right? The Sun okay. Studio. Yeah, and we're going to. We've got some new original music. We're going to record it. We're going to record it in that Sun Studio sound with that that echoey yeah. right feel to it. It's and a little departure from what we're doing, but. But it'll still have a, yeah. I mean, that old, that old original stuff from Sun Studio, that was jazz. <laughs> well, too, I mean, I would imagine, too, with a big jazz band, it's difficult to get all, I mean, everyone's got their own right. lives, that, you know. I don't think it could get a jazz band into Sun Studio. I think <laughs> yeah, it's a pretty small studio. But that's fun, too. Like, the, the fact that you're, you guys are able to play some smaller shows, depending on who's, you know, clearly Ginger and Joe, you guys gig a lot. And you can also find that on their website. But it's nice to be able to, to have that flexibility that, you know, when you see you guys, the whole band up there, it's a treat. But then it's nice to be able to still. And we've done some gig, uh, trio gigs, too. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we do Ginger Joe Dan. And, and Dan. And, and Dan yeah. yeah, bring in the sax. And that just fills out the sound a little bit. So, what, I mean, we talked a little bit, you just did, about the future. But what are the plans? I mean, is it to, 
And this will be out before Music Fest. So again, the plan is everyone go see your shows at Music right. Fest. Um, but are you looking toward the fall and, and can, to try to, because you haven't, again, had the opportunity over the last year to, to gig out? We, we've got some, the whole band has a couple of nice gigs coming up in the fall. Uh, we're going to be at the Inn at Birch Wild in Lake Heighton. It's okay. a beautiful outdoor natural amphitheater. August 28th, 6 to 9, and that's a ticketed event. And then Villa Milagro, this lovely winery right across the river in New Jersey, September 18th, 7 to 9, that's also going to be uh, the whole band. Mm -hmm. So they're outdoor gigs because everybody's still a little COVID aware. And then uh, we'll. Listening rooms, we'd be good at listening rooms, but listening rooms get a little little tight. So we're just going to have to play it by ear with. How and I think we'll be back at uh, Palette and Poor, I believe. Palette and Poor, yes. Uh, Palette and Poor is the restaurant on the first floor of the ArtsQuest building in the Steel Stacks complex in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. Yeah, and I'm sure it's, it's a very <laughs> people who haven't seen it. Like if you used to go into that the Steel Stacks building, that's the area that had like the concessions, so the popcorn right. and all that. That's now a a bar. Yes, right. beautiful For, bar. Yeah, it's a beautiful, huge bar. Um, so people who haven't been there, they, where the gift shop is, is now the stage. Yes. So you can sit, there's tables there, or you can sit at the bar and watch, and I've been to a couple of the, the shows there. It's actually a nice, it makes sense. It seems like they should have done that from the beginning. Not taking, I mean, clearly we have to, they had to go through things, but it just makes so sense now. It's, I wish he was always there. And we kind of, hopefully it'll continue into the future, but several months now, we've had a standing once a month gig there. Uh, on a Wednesday night, the first, uh, no, the last Wednesday of every month, Ginger and the Schnapps has had a, a gig there. And tonight. And actually, it's going to be tonight. Yeah, yeah I won't get this out that fast. Okay. But, <laughs> but I mean, and, and that's such a beautiful, I mean, we don't have to really say how beautiful Steel Stacks is, but to to watch, you oh, know, a show there. It's, yeah. There's, even last night when I'm there, I was talking to a friend of mine. I'm like, yep, this is where we live. Yeah. And, and you know, you cool. can complain, and, and it's clearly, there's there's always negatives about anything, but... Wow, you know, it's it's amazing to have so many. You talk about all these different venues right. that you can go to, uh, and a lot of the restaurants are receptive to having you know paid performers, yeah. and it's it's nice to be able to have that. And I want to make sure we appreciate it because right. there's other uh, places that don't. Yeah, uh, Raul Mallow, he's the lead singer with the Mavericks, okay. and they've been upstairs in uh, Music Fest Cafe several times. He said that's the best new venue. He said there's a lot of great classic, sure. you know, Ryman Auditorium, all those. But he said as a new venue, he said Music Fest Cafe, sound, uh, closeness to the audience. He's amazing. Well, that backdrop. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah, just an amazing room. You know, because no matter where you're in that hall, you're close. Well, beyond that, what are, what are some of your favorite or more memorable gigs that you've had, or like locations maybe? that you? Um, I really like playing the palette. <laughs> <laughs> the the palette and pour. We've done the dime. That's dime is good. Yeah, because yeah. they have a nice stage up there. Um, and artisan, the the little wine bar artisan has been nothing but amazing okay. and kind and wonderful to us. And that's and that's the place. It's right by the wooden match in Bethlehem. It used to be. Uh, it looks. It's the skinny building, which is you, you wouldn't think anything could be in there, but it's huge. But they're yeah. both skinny. But <laughs> yeah, it's skinnier. Yeah. And we used to shove the whole six-piece yeah, band to a little corner in there. Yeah. <laughs> Not so much post-COVID, but pre-COVID, right. they they were really good to us. There's one other use for the palate and pour. They mm-hmm. they let ginger and schnapps play there once a month, but twice a month, first and third Wednesday of the month, jazz improv. 
Okay. And that jazz, that is open to any jazz musician, whether you're an instrumentalist or a vocalist. And it, the core, the, the house band that runs it is the artisan trio, which just happens to be made up of three of the guys from Ginger and Schnapps. Right. How about that? And um, it's uh, pretty inclusive. We're not, we're a big tent quote unquote jazz. We get a lot of guys who play a little bit more on the blues side. Mm -hmm. So, um, and you know, a little poppy stuff as long as it's, you know, because jazz is hard to define as it is. Right. Um, Mostly that will have some kind of improvisational component. That's one of the biggest differences between like, you know, jazz and pop music where a jazz performance, every time it's done, it's going to be slightly different. And if there's a little instrumental interlude, it'll probably be different than it was the time before. Mm-hmm. As opposed to like in a rock and a cover band, you want it to be the same way every time. It was like I don't know much. Well, I mean, I mean, I know some. You know, mm-hmm. I just want to. I don't know clearly as much as you guys. But even I knew Rob Stonebeck when he went up in one of them. Uh, you know, the person was like, "You know," I'm like, "I actually know that name." But it's fun to see them just sitting at their table, like, "Okay, it's time for me to come up to the yeah. jazz jam and show what I can do." So yeah. it's definitely a, a treat. Great trombonist. He's a, he actually plays trombone on one of our songs <laughs> on yes, Faire yeah. La Fête. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I think a lot of the musicians, you know, who are you know pretty experienced, appreciate the jam just as a place to come out and play a little bit because, you know, especially midweek, there's not a lot going on on Wednesday, and it, it works well for the people who are kind of newer to it because they get to see those people mm-hmm. and perhaps even be playing at the same time. Sure. And sharing, uh, we've had a bunch of folks now who've come out just uh, they play a little bit and they've come out just to visit, just to see what it's all about. Dip their toe in. And yeah. And then we had uh, one young uh, young lady, I think she was 16, a sax player from, might have been East Strasburg. I uh, forget what high school. And she came one time with her folks and then came back the next time and played. played. And did a great job, you know. So that's so our yeah, yeah. idea is to be inclusive and uh, as long as you play well with others, sure. you know, we, we want everybody to come and join in and so give it a So don't be, shot. A, like, if you've got a, some talent, you know, don't be too afraid. Well, it kind of goes to your, your point, you know, go up and sing. If you want to sing, look where you've, yeah. you know, from here, going up singing, and then I, I think it's great that that band leader was honest. Yeah, he was really nice Rather to than yeah. one way or the other and right. say you were great or say you were bad. Like he said, I think you have a lot of potential if you, yeah, but you refine here, these edges. Here are your problems, lady. But then yeah. look, like that advice, though, is it so valuable because then it, it led you to, to meet people and reach out people. So I think it's yeah. so constructive to do it that way. And the Jazz Jam is very good at reaching out. It's very inclusive. Um, the, the Jazz Jam experience, along with Ginger and the Steps, we've also, we bought 200 tickets to okay, go yeah. see Preservation Hall Jazz 200. Band. Yeah, 200 tickets. And these tickets we are giving out free to music students. And we don't care if you're a classical student or a jazz student. We okay. don't care if you're 15 or if you're 35. You're studying music, have a ticket. And how you do want they a get ticket it? for your mom and your dad? Here, take two tickets. Okay. <laughs> um, contact us through uh, the website or our email info at okay. nixonbrewmusic.com. Hey, I want a ticket. It's August 7th is the show. It's part of Music Fest. August 7th, 7 to 10 at the Steel Stacks campus. Want a ticket? You play music? Got it. Take a ticket. And do it and, sooner than later. Yeah, do it yeah, sooner well, than I'll later. Put, yeah. Yeah. Next. 
I'm going to so, try to get this out as quick as possible. But yeah, so if you are hearing this, I would recommend you email them immediately because it's probably a week after yeah. we talked. So. Yeah, we want the, the show's coming up and the tickets are going. Well, well, I'm looking forward to catching you guys. I mean, I've seen you a bunch. I'm looking forward to catching you guys more. It's going to be so nice to be outside and like have my family down there and be able to, to you know, experience music again. And it really does come back, you know, as you say, with social music. It, it Even just being at a show for a little bit last night, that camaraderie, the, the feeling of being around people in a positive way. Yeah, that's you know, that's music. what music is for, right? right? And, social music. Uh, it feels like COVID was a long winter of we can listen to it, but it's hard to, to experience it with each other. Did he do uh, SOB last night? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was. It that's was my favorite show. And it's just fun. That, again, we have that. You know, a place that where, where bands like that can come through town. That's great. So Joe and Ginger, I want to thank you guys for taking some time to, to spend with me. Thank you. And again, everything's in the show notes, but check out Ginger and the Schnapps social music or just search Ginger and the Schnapps on your favorite streaming device or whatever, and you'll be able to find them. And if you're interested in those Preservation Hall tickets, just check the show notes, email them. Hopefully there'll be a couple left. Yep, great. All right. Thank you. Thank you guys Thanks so much. George. Good luck at Music Fest. Thanks. Thank you again to Ginger and Joe from Ginger and the Schnapps. Check them out at mixandbrewmusic.com. Search Ginger and the Schnapps um, anywhere, really, to find out more information about them. You can check out the show notes for more information on where they're playing during Music Fest. Please uh, stay in touch with us. Check out our social media during Music Fest. We're looking to have a lot of fun things going on. And uh, thank you guys again. Thank you to our sponsors, Michael Bernadin of Howard Schaefer and Associates with Remax Realty, the Burke Insurance Agency, and, of course, Venture X. We'll talk to you soon.